What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Inside the Mind. Joined with me, two very special guests and one of our funded traders who has just passed his funded assessment. We're going to be talking about his journey, talking about everything that he's gone through from an emotional perspective and just overall what he's looking forward to, his ambitions and just his story, which is incredibly inspiring. I hope you take as much value away from it as possible. So with me joined Mr. Ibi Anzari and the very, very special guest, Sir Hat. How's it going? Thank you for joining us. Good, brother. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, firstly, congrats. So for myself and I'm sure Ibi as well, seriously, congrats, man. It's uh, Thank you. It's, uh, it's, and, and I knew you was getting closer and closer towards it. And, and I love how calm you've kept yourself throughout that process. But for those that uh, haven't uh, seen much of you in the community or haven't heard of you from the outside if you was to give us just like a 15 30 seconds just kind of synopsis of where you are in your journey how long you've been trading i think that'd be a great place to start sure so um i joined falcon in october 2019 and it took me a couple months to really really get stuck in um i probably was a bit dilly dallying which has been sort of the story of my life with trading because up until then the best way I could describe my relationship with trading was I was always flirting with the idea of becoming a full-time trader I always wanted it but I was never fully committed and I come across Falcon and the strategy resonated with me um, I'm someone who likes less is more very simple um, and that's the way Falcon strategy is traded um, but not only that the other aspect that captivated me to Falcon was um, the coaching and the mentoring that you guys offered um, at the time. As far as I'm aware, there was no other um, organization offering that. So that was a win-win situation for me. Um, and when I joined in January 2020, I believe it was the the meetup we, we had in, um, in London. So I remember. Yeah. So I came down to that and um, at the time I spoke to one of the coaches and I was like, look, I'm really interested in coaching because in the past, when I was sort of like being self-taught, um, trading and reading books, um, I come across this podcast where this guy interviewed retail traders and the one common theme throughout all of that was each and every one of them had coaching. So they had a coach or mentor, someone who had been through the journey that they've gone through. And I just said to myself, like I want that. So, um, you know, matching up with Falcon, Falcon just made that happen. And not just with trading, but I think in any sort of area when you are being coached with, by someone who has sort of been through the ropes and has led that journey and experience will definitely add value and benefit you in a massive way. So I was really, really excited to do that. And I don't know if you remember when, um, it was question time. You guys asked, you know, what's your goals? And I was the first one to say, I want to be a full-time trader by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously two years later now, I'm literally like within like a reach away from it. So um, the one sort of key takeaway from that is just don't, don't give up and just persist until you succeed as, as Mark always says. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really excited to be in this position and grateful to be in this great community and surrounded by amazing people. Honestly, love that. That's so, so, and I remember that. I remember that first meetup in London 
and I remember speaking to you outside as well because the, yeah. the venue was really nice. And I, I remember these vivid, these moments are so important for me because it's actually moments like that that I, I remember always the specific details because I actually look forward to uh, certain things people say and almost imagine him writing a year from now, however, however long that person is committed to do. It's moments like this that we can look back on that because then all of the trials and tribulations, all the difficult periods, all the tough times that just kind of goes out the water then because you've got that little moment of, I put myself out there and I said, I'm going to make it happen. Yes, mm-hmm. it didn't happen on the exact timeline, but you, you you was brave enough to put it out there in the first place where you could have stayed quiet and gone, I'll just kind of blend in. I won't really say much, but you just put yourself out there. And honestly, I commend you for that. And I, and I we appreciate all the kind words as well. You know, you've been a pillar of the community literally since you've joined. You've always gone above and beyond to, you know, share your experiences, whether it's been on webinars. You've mm-hmm. always done that. And I, I really, really respect that. Speaking of mentoring and coaching, of course, joined with, with us is your coach, Ibi Anzari. How's it going your side? Good, all good. Just uh, delighted hearing this, man. Really am. Yeah. So, uh, what's your kind of thoughts? You've had more of that one-to-one experience with with Sirhat, seeing him grow, seeing where he's currently at from his trading perspective. Any mm. questions for you, Sirhat? Well, before that, I mean, there's a night and day difference in that. Like when we started, I think there was just a sort of a there was a lack of consistency and definitiveness behind entries, mm-hmm. and then literally within a month or so, we got the criteria in place, everything laid out step by step. It took a little, did it take you a little bit? Because I actually don't know the answer to this. Did it actually take you time to get used to that new criteria? Um, yeah, it took me it took me a bit of time. I had to get used to it. And obviously I was a bit more cautious with it because it was something new, but mm. it definitely added so much more clarity to to what I had before. Um, if you if you remember my trading plan before that to, to what it is now, yeah. um, there's just no room for error. It's just black and white. I know what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's 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 very simplified, so that yeah. does help, and it um, it allows you to focus more on now the sort of psychology and the emotional aspect of entering a position, managing a position, and closing mm-hmm. a position. So, um, I think that's really really helped me excel um, yeah. in my assessment. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it as well, because <clears throat> of course it's not like straight after coaching call number one that everything just went like smooth. Right. No. That's not the that's not the goal of it. In fact, actually, when sometimes when before things get better, they get worse. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the same with your health as well. Sometimes when you, you know you're trying to fix a health issue, like they'll always tell you this in Chinese medicine as an example. It's like an old saying that things get worse before they get better. I believe the same in trading as well, because like when I deployed my first new trading plan, it was really rocky at the start. It'll be the same thing when you scale up as well. It'll be a little bit rocky, but then you, you might feel like you're going 10 steps back, but you're only going three steps back to go 10 steps forward. Yeah. It's like the elastic band theory, right? It's the same exact thing. But here's the thing. When you've got that criteria now, you've got, like you said, you know exactly what you're looking for. It's black and white. It starts a little bit rocky because you weren't looking at the market that simplistically before, right? With that kind of criteria to operate within. Now that you've got that, you now I'm saying, okay, I can operate within confines, as I, as I say. Then over time, the mistakes that you make, they've got substance to them, haven't they now? Because now you can look back at the, the week, the prior week or two weeks and think, right, these are the trades that I took. Very black and white. Were they trades that shouldn't have been taken or should not have been taken? You assess, repeat, assess, repeat, assess, repeat. Then you get to this stage. Do you know what I mean? So what was that assessment process for you like? Was it easier to assess your trades then than it was six months ago? Yeah, because I was I was understanding it a lot more um, mm. where, where I needed to get in and what I was doing. And, you know, 
I wasn't 100% perfect because I was still taking maybe some trades, which when I saw it, maybe I could have um, left it left it alone because it fell a bit more on the valid side. And, you know, I was looking for maybe those like higher probability, higher probability setups to, to, to give me a, a better edge in the market to, to obviously reach my goal. Um, so, yeah, it was it was easier to ASR and understand. And that then enabled me to take less of those kind of trades and um, be be a lot more patient in the markets and just 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 wait for the right moments that that's solid that you mentioned that man because i think what people misconstrue is that from the outside they're looking and think that everything we teach is purely psychological but it's not right like in the coaching call structures i'm sure it's the same for abdu as well because this is just trading is what it is you've got to look at things technically before anything else first you've got to do a technical assessment before you go into the psychology like we spoke about recently right um, we're going to jump on soon to see, okay, well, how can you manage the emotions now that you've passed? Yeah. It's the main thing. There's no point coaching you to get past and then you get past and you experience all these new emotions that you've never felt before and you give it back, yeah. right? This is the difference between like our fund, not in a biased way, it's just the truth, it's reality compared to other funds. They don't actually give you that in, in, in the moment support. I think it's very, very needed. Nothing wrong with that as well. That's mm-hmm. not a reflection of your capacity or ability as a trader at all. In fact, it's the best, most efficient way you can maintain capital, which is the main goal here, right? So initially it was okay, technically getting everything fixed now. Now you obviously know what you're doing because passing on, on this particular fund is a lot more, I'd say it requires a lot more skill compared to just on any other fund because of the criteria where it's shaped up. So there's a less likelihood of it being a fluke, which means that nine out of 10 times, you know what you're doing, hence you wouldn't have passed. Um, now that you have passed and it's a reflection of, again, your, your ability and your skill very clearly, it's like, okay, now the next stage now is going to be psychological focus now is how that, how do you, knowing what you already know, maintain that and scale up? And our question for you, now that you've passed and all of that charge that emotionally that you put on passing, that you've finally done it, obviously it's a feeling of over, very overwhelming, like excitement, right? But how personally, before we speak, are you looking to manage that excitement? Um, so the, the, the thing is, I, like I do a lot of... Um visualization and manifestation meditation so um even this situation right here right now like i've i've been here before in my mind um i know falcon i've always done podcasts um not necessarily on youtube but i believe it was on um soundcloud and even i used to listen to to your podcast as well like years ago Mm. and i would say to myself like that's going to be me one day i'm going to be on like falcon fx podcast and share my journey and you yeah. know, tell everyone and and with with passing the fund like in my mind i've always meditated i've i've seen myself as a funded trader and like i've i've taken in that energy so the way i behave the way i move i move like a funded trader so mm-hmm. as much as it is exciting knowing that i've passed i've 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 not got like this massive energy feeling like yeah because at the same time psychologically i don't want to I don't want to put it too much on a pedestal because I feel like if I do that now, then every time I scale up, it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to focus on um, myself being the asset, the processes I do day in, day out, that's going to take me there. Like, um, you know, the, the, the geese and the golden egg story in um, the seven habits of highly effective people focus on, you know, being the asset, not the, not the outcome. So mm. it is exciting and I'm grateful that I'm in this position. Um, and it's nice to know that I've gone through 
like an emotional roller coaster because it has been an emotional roller coaster because mm. the first fund was a massive eye. The first, sorry, the first assessment I took, which I lost, was a massive, massive eye opener for me because my ego got the better of me and it was crazy. And like mm. some of the trades I was taking weren't really matching my plan. And I was closing trades manually because another trade hit the stop loss. And then that trade kind of went in a direction that I thought it would. And when I was experiencing that, I just said to myself, I'm like being too emotional and it's affecting me psychologically. So I had to sort of like take a step back and, you know, losing the fun was probably a, a good thing that happened to me. Um, and mm-hmm. then that's when, you know, we decided, I decided I wanted to jump on coaching call with, with yourself. And, you know, we, we worked, we had a plan, we, we set goals and we worked through it. Um, and that's really helped me second time round. Um, and the other important factor was, was the, the belief, um, you, you showed so much belief in me that I didn't have, like, you know, obviously you, you see my journal, you see my trade, you see the, the, the way I am emotionally. And, you know, when we was having our calls, I remember you talking about, yeah, you'll be trading, you know, 350 K by the end of the year. And you're saying it so confidently, I'm sitting here thinking like, is he crazy? Like me trade that. And it's just rubbed off on me because even with, um, so this assessment that I've passed, I had a very long losing streak and, um, I spoke to a lot of members in the meetup about it. And I described it as like a rele- relegation battle. Cause I was like 1% away from hitting my drawdown. And I did two things. I accepted if I lose, what's the worst that's, that's going to happen. You know, I'll go back to the drawing board, drawing board and get back on the fund again. No big deal. The second thing was I said, you know what? I believe in your, I believe in me that I can turn it around. Mm-hmm. So I had that belief and yeah, I just went for it and stuck to my plan, my processes. And, you know, I managed to turn it around and, and now I've passed and it's something I'm very proud of and excited about. And mm-hmm. it's, it's good because it's not a fluke. I've not taken all my trades have not been winners and banked, you know, double digits. I've had to go through a roller coaster. Mm. So now I've experienced that. If I come across the same situation, which, you know, we can't, we're not going to win all our trades. We have to be learn to be good winners. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I, ha- I have the experience to deal with that psychologically and emotionally. Mark, what do you notice so clearly here that I notice as well is this it clearly, sir, how your self image is completely different to the first time mm-hmm. round. Yeah. What trade did you pass the first time? Go on, Mark. Yeah, what one million percent. And it's um very similar. If you if you if you watch the podcast of another one of the funded traders that passed Q and he was talking mm-hmm. about if you've listened to that one, so her, yeah, of, uh, him talking about visualization, right? It stuck yeah. out when you said it to me straight away. I've, I already see myself as a funded trader, so I move and behave like a funded trader. I think that is one of the key standouts already for anyone listening to recognize that there's a reason why we talk about self-belief so much. And, and I'm so glad that it, it rubbed off on you. And I think the, the importance, that was a question I was going to ask you about, what's your experience like of having so many people kind of celebrate wins with you, push you. Cause remember that's not a normal environment for other people to kind of be very supportive and not kind of fake supportive, like genuine, like, yeah, like he's made it happen. Yeah. Like they're inspired by it. That's a very, very interesting feeling for people that have not experienced that, which is why I'm a big believer in when you're around the right people, just like when Ibby's talking to you about the 300, 350 K your mind, that inner dialogue might go, no, no that's, that's not, that's not that. Yeah. And then eventually 
because someone who's done it is already doing it and is scaling up because they're used to those emotions it's very normal for us to talk about those numbers and figures and much higher. Mm -hmm. So then that just rubs off on you because it just becomes normal. The same way they say, if there's five millionaires in a room and then you spend time with them, you become the sixth. Yeah. There is a, there's a, you can't not adopt the traits, the mindset, the behavior, and it just happens. How has that been for you having so many people celebrate uh, the wins with you firstly? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very infectious and it's, it's obviously very genuine. Like this community is next to none. Uh, and that's, that's one of, I think, Falcon's USPs, just to have so many like-minded people. Um, you know, there's no egos, everyone's supporting each other. Um, you know, someone passes, everyone's on the chat. Congratulations, well done. You're going to smash it, etc. Like, it's it's really good. And, you know, with Q, I, uh, I managed to bump into him on the uh, speed dating round on the recession nice. shop and um, got speaking to him. He's a lovely guy and I congratulated him and I was sort of like, asking him, you know, how were your emotions? How did you feel? And, you know, he explained and how we how sort of managed it. So, um, and I did listen to his, I did watch his podcast as well. And he's, he's also very big on, um, you know, the whole visualization and meditation yep. thing. Um, and so am I, so we kind of connected in, in that way. Um, but yes, it's, it's really good to know you've got people supporting you and they're genuinely there for you. And likewise, I would always want to be there for people in the community mm -hmm. and you know i've always wanted to as well be active in the community but there were times where i was not being consistent with it and mm -hmm. it was sort of like self-sabotaging because i weren't doing it and i wanted to because with falcon the, the principles is always giving giving back giving back that good energy so um when i am sort of full-time and free i definitely want to be more involved in the community and help out help out anyone who's got any questions anyone that that is sort of ready or getting close to starting their fund they want to hit me up i'm i'm here and a few people have anyway so it's all good yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome i think that's a big big part of it first and foremost you have to focus on yourself right so at the same time we, we of course we love people giving going above and beyond but it's imperative you know you focus on yourself because the more you focus on yourself that you get to those levels there but may be milestones and you want to get to for yourself for self-achievements and then you share something you know you give back at the right times that's yeah. relevant for you and I, and I think that's key of what you've done but the the self-image as you said it be it stands out a mile off it's like it's it's crazy how much that that affects us day to day like the way we think about ourselves the words that we used to say what we talk that inner voice it's massive. And I've seen that shift in you hugely. I even remember certain webinars that we that we've got recorded that we'll be able to get the clip up. I'm sure I will be able to find them of certain things that you said and participated in that I think you would really enjoy watching back yeah. to see who you was there and who you are now. So yeah. big props to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, for anyone in the community that, you know, may be struggling because I I struggled a lot with consistency and it was a lot to do with sort of like, you know, my mental health and because I've been around trading for a long time and I've been through so many like pitfalls, things that I shouldn't have done. And it's kind of left a bad, bad residue in, in my mentality. So it was like getting rid of that. Just to give you an example, like, you know, I would take a trade and it would be a loss and I wouldn't want to look at the chart for a week because mm. it's, it was like 
self-sabotage you know you're not good enough but one thing that I do rate myself is that I didn't give up um there's been so many times where that inner voice came or you know you are you really going to be a trader or like even you know full transparency sometimes I've questioned the strategy and I've said like that's that's just ego error thought the proof is in the pudding you look at the formula there's there's people that have become full-time traders so it's proven it's all about yourself your own journey and overcoming these things and just being consistent and persistent so i'm proud of myself for not giving up and persisting as we mentioned earlier 2020 that was my goal to be a full-time trader and it didn't happen but i continued even um i think at the beginning of the year it was q1 where i wanted to pass my assessment but it didn't happen um but it's happened now so you know just don't don't be disheartened just keep keep pushing and keep going everything goes to the universe's plan that i was it's the yeah. plan that i'd much prefer to go through with than my own if everything went to our own plan then life would be boring and we destroy ourselves like mm-hmm. like uh, for yourself mark a question like how do you become a millionaire exactly when you wanted do you reckon you would have destroyed yourself it's an interesting one, right? Because we, we all have these timelines of when we think that we're going to achieve a certain goal, whether it be you want to be a millionaire, you want to be full-time, whatever it is. I think it's very difficult in the moment to accept that something's not happened on a rough timeline or a schedule, because why wouldn't you? Let's say, I mean, I remember setting goals of 21, thinking, right, 21, I'm a millionaire. You know, I'm starting at 18 years old. There's no way it's taking me more than like three years. I've got this figured out even in a couple of years, I'll probably do it. So then when it happens and you realize I know absolutely nothing, that that can really, really harm you. And I think it's 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 really only enjoyable once you're on the other side to realize and appreciate that it didn't happen at that time because what if I emotionally wasn't mature enough, right? In the sense that I might have got a certain amount of results. I might have started making money a lot quicker, but the chances of going into crazy self-sabotage could have actually set me back in the future right so and i think the big part about is this is and i'm and i'm really big on this you never really know the cause and effect as to why something's happening so it's about the the perception of what's happening you might think for example sirhat when you failed the fund the first time first assessment right your mind could go into all kind of overdrive like self-image or maybe i wasn't good enough then all those doubts can come out but here you are now 60k right now right you you're on a 60k account you've passed there is no way enough I bet you sit there right now thinking so disappointed in that first assessment. That's gone now. You don't care. It's like no. I've moved forward and you now use that as armor and strength, right? So you never really know the cause and effect as to why something hasn't happened at a period of time or a schedule of what you set. And when I started to understand that, I realized, okay, and if any kind of hurdles, any struggles that I went through after that, I realized there must be something good. So I almost trained my mind after that period. So I'm glad you answered that question to me. I almost trained my mind then to think, right, if something doesn't happen on my schedule, there must be a reason for it. And it's hard to accept that in the moment when you really get present with it and you start thinking, right, so if it's not happened for me, why? Is it because my mindset's not ready for it yet? Is it I'm not emotionally mature? Is it because I'm actually not skilled enough as what I need to be yet? Not from like a, a negative point of view, but just more of a tangible, actionable step to like, right, go improve your skill then. And I think that to me was a huge superpower of not focusing on timelines and deadlines and just recognizing you have to have something to aim for. You can't just go, right, I'm just going to make it happen whenever. There's nothing wrong with setting a goal, end of the year, I'm going to be a six-figure trader if anyone's listening. 
it's the attachment you have to it if it doesn't happen on that timeline that's the big thing so mm -hmm. i've been able to use that and go right this is the aim this is what we're going for but i don't judge myself on i don't bring myself image into it of oh, i've not done it maybe i'm not good enough that, that's not even there that doesn't exist because you never really know the cause and effect as to why something's happening so yeah. i used it more as a teacher rather than right it's not happened for me yet and i think that was huge so if i would have if it would have happened for me earlier who knows i could have gone into crazy self-sabotage i might have spent more on things that i never had you know i'd come from humble beginnings i might have been more inclined to think oh i want uh four cars instead of three or something what well, anything could have happened right so i'm glad it took me longer to actually make more money and build the wealth because now i can sustain it so i can come from a position of I know my ratios, everything that we've spoken about in the recession workshop, all of that stuff. It's very difficult to go broke once you've you've built up these these skill sets and ratios and numbers and you've got these structures in place. It's so much easier to just carry on sustaining wealth. I don't think I would have had that maturity if it happened earlier. Definitely. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm really glad you mentioned that actually, because I think one thing we have to understand about the construct of this entire universe, right? And we don't know all about it yet, but there's, as human beings, we're not designed to be able to comprehend everything, right? We can't, we can't comprehend the uncomprehendable. It's just, it, we're not designed that way. Out of all the animal kingdom, we're the only ones that have actually got free will, right? A, a dog can always be a dog. A cat can always be a cat. A tree can always be a tree. But humans can be, we can be anything we put our minds to. Literally, we have the capacity. We've got the free will. But the problem that comes with that free will is that we try and comprehend everything, right <clears throat> so it comes to the cartesian paradigm wanting to quantify everything so what happens is when my when my first investment failed 2019 june summer right mark knows about this i started it and it was set up in a way where 10 percent below the balance initially the account shut off completely and i lost nine back-to-back -back trades in a row i literally thought my life finished i'll oh, forget this all my confidence was gone everything was finished and it's really funny when I look back at 2019, my trading was disgusting. It was horrible. I would, even if I had finished that investment after 12 months, I promise you wouldn't have kept it. Every account I failed in the past, in the moment I always thought, oh, this, this, is not, this is not good. But then as I failed more and more at certain things, I started to become a bit wiser. I was like, okay, I'm actually, hold on, I'm getting better. Started to notice the correlation. I was like, this is not actually a bad thing, is it? So negativity is a false construct that we mm -hmm. were just painting out. It's not real. There's everything about this entire universe is positive. It is. It really is. And we've got to start looking at that way. There's no way that the dots don't connect, connect in the end. They always connect in the end. If they didn't, then my trading would have got worse. Because I could have used that and thought, logically, if I failed an investment, nine loses, nine loses in a row back to back, I failed eight accounts in the past, surely someone like that think his equity curve is going straight down in life. But it's, it was always going up. I was just in the pullback phase. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. So when you fail these accounts or whatever, you as a trader, I think it's not a negative thing to always expect the worst and prepare for it, right? Just in case, because sometimes the worst is actually the best. That's like they say that the mess is in the message. The message is in the mess. Sorry, mm -hmm. right? I think any rational person would give up. Yeah, 100%. In trading, including yourself, sir. Huh? Any rational person, if they could walk the shoes of just your exact journey, a rational person would be like, that's just not for me. You know, money I've invested in my education, money I've lost. Uh, just they would just add it all up and just go. A consultant mm -hmm. would look at that, and go, "Yeah, bad move." Yet that's the beauty of what we do is because the rewards are on the other side. Most people can't rationalize it, which is great because on the other side of that is always that almost. Yeah, we, we become very very big optimists, but 
on the other side of that where someone could go oh it's naivety or delusion we tend to be the ones that break through and achieve much bigger goals because of that it's that it's that belief in yourself that you spoke about earlier when you got that belief no one can take that away from you it's like someone could say yeah it doesn't work all right i'll keep moving forward and i think that's the mentality i remember what he'd be talking about so how I remember the voice notes if he used to send me. <laughs> he used to send me so many voice notes when he was going through his journey at, at his low periods. And, uh, and, I, and I remember so many times when you thought, Ibi, you hit rock bottom. Mm. Do you remember when you said to me, rock bottom? You said, yeah. oh, I've hit rock bottom. And I said, where is rock bottom? Exactly. You know, and I think that was a big shift for you it's because yeah. what we think is like, and, and I'll link it back to this. Let's say, Serha, when you failed your first funding assessment, you could have said in your head, that's rock bottom. And then there could be a new low. Yeah. It's right. Where, where is the low? Like you, when you say rock bottom, like none of us know where that is, and there's always something else. And and the 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 dangers of that is that if you think there is a rock bottom, if something slightly worse happens to you, mm-hmm. your mind can't deal with that because you're like, I was already at the bottom. How can I go lower? Yeah. So say for example, you did you accepted that part of your journey where you said, right, I'm I'm so close to the drawdown. If it happens, I go back. Like you've got the plan. What if you didn't? mentalize that in your mind right if you didn't actually figure that out what would have happened your mind would have gone oh it's a new low so that mm-hmm. could have actually corrupted you even if you did fail the second time mm-hmm. it wouldn't actually change the bigger picture you would have just come back again and you would have been successful in your own time whether it's the third or the fourth you would have made it happen but if you didn't have that conversation with yourself how many other traders have gone through that and mm-hmm. failed in that moment not being able to come back for it and now indulged in crazy self-sabotage so it just goes to show you if you don't prepare yourself mentally you'll think right this is rock bottom well if you go through something like that it's like a new low and a new low and i think that can that can really destroy a person Mm -hmm. so it's so interesting to to see how you viewed that you almost prepared yourself in your mind and you've embraced that it's almost like i think it's an old proverb it's like uh, being okay with it if it happens and being okay with it when it doesn't. And that yeah. comes with the art of releasing control. It's like when you get so excited about something and you put it up on a pedestal, right? And you're so close to it, your mind goes, yeah, but it's right there. It's right there. I can go full time. It's right there. You almost in that moment have to step right back and go, I'm okay if it happens and I'm okay if it doesn't. And then you go back to equilibrium. You're, you're balanced. You're like, right, okay, this is good. You know, I'm calm. I'm not overly, overly excited, but I'm not upset either. I'm just in a good state. If you found yourself more calmer, because you seem so much more calmer in your trading, your mindset, yeah. your, your energy as well. Yeah, definitely. And just touching back on what you were saying about um, putting things on a pedestal, that's exactly what I done with my first assess- funded assessment. Um, I let my sort of ego get the better of me. I felt like because I've been funded now that I've kind of made it to where I want to be. Um, and for me, it was all about passing the funds so I can become a full-time trader. I put that on a pedestal and I don't know if if, if you remember, we, we kind of had this conversation in our calls. Um, and second time round, what I did was detach, detach from the, from the outcome and not put anything on a pedestal and, and be patient. And that's, that's a very important word that on everyone listening who wants to apply for the fund and go through the process is, is patience. Because the first time round, I was so impatient, like I just wanted to pass and, and be quick about it. So all my sort of um, composure just kind of went out the window. Mm. Um, and the good thing is, obviously, it's, it's, it was a lot of pain I went through and, you know, Q talk, spoke about pain in, in, in his recent podcast and it's about 
learning from that. If you if if you're not going to learn from it, if you're not going to ASR all your trades, your 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 mentality, your psyche going through that, you're not going to move forward. So doing all of that has really helped me and prepared me for this time to be able to be more fully focused and really put my energy to the important things that I need to. Um, and it's just like law of attraction. When you want something so bad, it, it, it creates a resistance. So you just have to let it go and accept you're already there and believe that you've already got it. And yeah, you've, you're, you're living as that person. It's amazing. I love it. Honestly, that mindset, I could talk about it all day long. You just come, uh, I think it was Jim Carrey that said it really wisely, which was, I've already achieved these things. I'm just collecting them at a later stage. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, that, that mindset, I'm telling you, <clears throat> more traders could adopt that mentality. So much more good things would happen for them because, you know, Ibi was talking about earlier about your identity, right? Your, your self-image that has changed. And that's been a huge effect on, there's a reason why you are where you are image because someone with a poor image, like someone who is, is skill sufficient, like very, very skilled, but poor image won't be successful. They just can't because their image will always hold them back. So they could be technically savvy. You could jump on a call with them and they could break down the charts and you could go, oh, this person switched on. But then in front of a trading account, when there's money involved and there's emotions and they think of themselves as a failure, they've got no confidence, yeah. they can't execute. So it doesn't matter what they know. They could know all the knowledge in the world. They just yeah. can't execute. So that's why there will always be, I would say, a ceiling. There isn't no magic number, but it's probably roughly anywhere between you know, zero to like 50K, most mm. people with a poor self-image could trade up to a certain amount, right? Mm. But when you start to go higher than that, 60, 70, 80, hundreds, and you start hitting into the six figures, that's when like things come to the surface. And that's why I'm, I'm not a big fan of all of these challenges of people going from zero to 100 too, too fast, yeah. because statistically they give it back very quickly because they've not built the mindset because their self-image wasn't there in the first place. I'm glad you've done so much work and you take meditation seriously, your visualizations. I believe that's going to play a vital role in the next stages for you on your journey. And I'm curious on that part. What is now the next stage for you, right? You've gone through the process. You, you're calm about it. You know the risk, what you need to stick to. What's the game plan for you now that you've hit this milestone moving towards six figures? Um, so the next step for me would be to just go through all of my trades that in the in the assessment phase, just just ASR them again, just go through everything. Um, look at all the losing trades that I've taken and just maybe highlight them so I know what I shouldn't be taking. Um, once I've done that, um, I've not really got stuck in with AFT yet. I've, I've kind of been shadow trading it, but mm -hmm. what I want to do is backtest that, gain confidence in it. I know it, it works, but I have, I want to experience it myself, backtest mm -hmm. it, see it for my, for my, with my own eyes. Um, and then that's going to give me even more of an edge and then I can start implementing it, um, when, when I'm trading and other than that, I'll probably just maybe focus on the, the, rem the remainder of the year, like where I want to be, um, at the end of the year. So my next goal would be to achieve, um, six figures, um, by the end of the year and, um, yeah, so that would be the next process for me. And also, um, I recently rejoined Falcon FX Live. I used to be part of it um, a while back. Um, and I decided to rejoin, um, wanted to be more involved with it. Obviously, I've not had it when you and Abdu have been doing it. So I'm quite curious um, 
spoke to a few members at the meetup. They spoke highly of it as well. So um, yeah, I want to get stuck into that and obviously more more coaching calls with Ibi. Maybe some more cold showers. <laughs> <laughs> Ice baths. <laughs> No, but that's awesome. Seriously, like, I'm glad you got the 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 roadmap. You got the game plan, which is really really sick. And it's now just about moving up to that next stage. That that is literally it. Yeah. What what um what sticks out to me, I'm sure it does for you as well, Ibby, is that you've not even rushed into AFT yet. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the sick thing about it is that someone could come in as a student for two months and they're already all over AFT. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not skill sufficient yet, but they're in AFT right going into the advanced stuff yeah you just pass your funded assessment you're at 60k look at the difference in uh the the thinking of of pace of staying in your own lane you've not got ahead of yourself you know there's ridiculous returns to make but you're not rushing that you're taking your time with it because you're mastering the simple things to a high level because why are you going to go to these lower time frames if you've not yet mastered the higher time frames so i'm really pleased and there seems to be a common pattern with most traders that are getting to the next level that they will have something a high correlation they're all going at their own pace and this Mm -hmm. is a prime example that slow is fast so you've actually progressed so much quicker than someone else who's tried to go too fast they burn out and that's where they come with that mindset of oh the strategy didn't work for me and all these weird things come into the head reality you just go on with it you don't care you move stay in your own lane and you move forward and i think that's the sick thing about that i mean for for me um obviously i know i know aft is there and i've seen how how it has improved performances and um yeah, it's just patience. I know it's there and like when I'm ready, obviously, because I was trading um, the assessment fund and I was getting to a period where, you know, I'm reaching my max trading, uh, 30 trading days. Um, I just wanted to sort of focus on that. I didn't want that to sort, mm-hmm. of, um, sort of sway my mind and start thinking, oh, maybe if I do this, but just one step at a time. So past the assessment, which I've achieved. So now it's just, you know, ASI, everything, reflect on it, highs and lows. What can I take from that? And then move forward, more more coaching calls. And then eventually I, I want to start looking into that, back testing it, gaining confidence with it, and then start implementing it into into my trading. Um, besides the fund, I'm I'm also trading like small capital of my own, own money as well. So um, I'll be looking to implement that with that fund as well. So, um, yes, it's just being patient, not rushing, taking your time, enjoying, enjoying the process. Love that. That's so, so sick. I honestly, I can't wait to have the conversation at the end of the year. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm so curious to see where you're at. Yeah. You know, you, you've got your goals, yeah. you know what you're moving towards. It's going to yeah, be so I, sick. I, and like the idea of obviously, you know, being part of a traded, uh, a virtual floor, mm-hmm. that's very captivating. Um, one of one of my why's the reasons why I want to trade. So just briefly, just to give you a quick background. Um, so I when when I was at uni, I studied business management, and I really wanted to get in get involved with uh, investment banking and working in the financial markets. And um, I graduated with a first class degree, but I graduated from a university that was not very high in the the sort of uh, university list. So when I was applying to lots of you know, huge banks, uh, the, the big banks, small banks, you know, I was getting like rejections, rejections, rejections. And then I just sort of felt like, you know what, I can do this myself. I don't mm-hmm. need to be part of a big, 
big bank to trade on their floor. I can trade my own capital. And one thing that did stood out, um, I was fortunate enough to do um, like a six months internship at Deutsche Bank in um, Turkey. This was with their equity research. So it's more mm-hmm. so analyzing stocks in the Turkish um, stock exchange. Um, the head of equity, he's the head. This guy was in the office 12 hours plus. He w- he, he couldn't go home and say mm-hmm. goodnight to his daughter. And that really stuck out to me. And I said to myself, do I re- like, as much as it, I want to be, you know, I was keen to be at the center of what's happening in the global economy. It was very fascinating. Um, that really stood out. And from then on, I just, that's how my, one of the, the, the whys of my Forex journey, other than that, it's obviously, you know, sort of breaking a generation of getting on the property ladder. You know, my family, we've all lived in council housing. So I want to get on the property ladder and, you know, get into property development as well. So these are like my main whys as well as the freedom and to be able to travel and explore the world, um, live in different cultures. Um, So to be able to pass an assessment and fund private capital, that's a massive achievement for me. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here and to have achieved that. So that's a sick story, man. I didn't even know that. That's insane. Yeah. 12-hour shifts. Yeah, that's crazy. This guy's the head. He's like, he's not like an analyst. He's the top guy in the office and he couldn't go home because so much work. That's not even a life you want to live, is it? Doesn't it go to show you why you got to look at these things holistically? Like sustainability is why we talk about it doesn't matter about what returns you make. If your returns are glued to the screen all day long, you're in the same boat again. You're just, you're a slave to the markets. You've gone from an employee to an employee to the market. Nothing's really changed and it becomes very toxic. So to build something that is sustainable, you got the freedom and you can do it. And after those rejections, I'm sure we're going to be seeing you on the floor. I'm actually heading to uh, Dubai tomorrow. So Uh, no, tomorrow's Saturday. So I'm heading to Dubai Saturday and I've got lots of business to do out there and it's all linking to all of that bigger picture. So uh, uh, for us personally, to be able to see that uh, for you at these stages, knowing that that's so close, it's sick for us because it's like, for me, that's just one step closer of another person that can be moving towards that bigger mission of what Falcon is doing, virtual trading floor, making massive impact, big, big change. And that kind of leads me just to the last and final question as we finish up. Any words of wisdom for anyone in the community i'm sure they'd be very inspired by your stories you just you just got the mentality to get on with it what would you uh, say to anyone wherever they're at their journey right now um i would say the big thing is being patient um because patience will solve a lot of the small problems that you would face such as fomo um entering trades too early um and rushing especially this process, which is a delicate process and it's designed for you to take your time. You know, the, the fund gives you a year to, to hit 30 active trading days. So you've got all the time in the world. So, you know, use that to your advantage. There's no, there's no need to rush. Um, these sort of second words of wisdom, I, I would, I know, um, you know, not everyone may be in the, the position financially, but um, to utilize the coaching and mentoring that Falcon FX offer is um, very valuable. Um, even if it's one call, you're going to take away a, a ton of value just from that call and it's going to help you level up. Um, yeah, those those are the two things that I can think of at the moment I would I would recommend. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sahat. Seriously, well, myself and Ebi as well, seriously proud of what you've achieved. 
Thank and you. it's it's such a sick feeling to 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 see you experience that. Yeah. And what sticks out to us again, self-image and calmness. I can't wait for you to tick off some bigger and bigger goals. So to be able to see your journey at the first meetup to then the meetup recently that we had in London, yeah. honestly, always bringing the energy, always moving forward, always helping others. So no, congrats, taking, soaking that moment and let's move forward. And thank you so much for taking the time to jump on with us and inspire so many other people in the community as well. You're really welcome. Really appreciate it. Fa thank you for having me on. It's a, it's a, it's a big, big pleasure to be here, be on here on, on the podcast. I love it. You absolutely smashed it as well. Thank you, Abby, as well. And being such a a great part of uh, of Sir Hat's journey as well. It's, I'm sure it's uh, incredible for you to see that as well. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Love it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And Thank I'll catch you. you guys in the next episode of Inside the Mind. Really hope you enjoyed it. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through this conversation. I'm sure there's going to be so many uh, follow-up questions that come with that. And I'm sure we'll be having Sir Hat on the podcast in the very near future. So thank you so much. And then we'll catch you on the next episode of Inside the Mind. Boom. That was <laughs> sick.